uniting the racists with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Welcome to the third hour of the show today. It's amazing how fast those first two hours went by. Don't forget, you can podcast the show in case you're not getting the opportunity to listen live. You can podcast. Uh, It is Manhood Hour. It's Wednesday. Manhood Hour. Oh, you gotta. Mm -hmm. Manhood Hour, rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. Um, I want to talk, and I'm taking your phone calls, 888-775-3773. 88877. Jesse, I want to talk about the mind, the imagination, your thoughts, the thoughts. And I want to make an attempt to help you to see and understand how dangerous they are and deceiving and evil. And it and they present themselves as the light. Because Satan made a promise that he's going to deceive everybody. And so when he does, he imitates God. Whatever God does, Satan does it. But except that his is false and not real. But most people tend to believe the imitator of God and not the real God. And because they have not recognized, truly recognized, and identified with the voice of God, they are, they are only, they have only recognized and forgotten the voice of God because at one point they knew his voice and they recognized it as kids, but they have forgotten the voice of God and they only recognize and identify with the voice of the imitator who is seen to be the light because the voice of the imitator, the deceiver, the prince of darkness can tell you things remind you of things that happened in the past which doesn't exist anymore and cause you to apply them to your present and make you believe that they are true. It's so mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. One thing that stuck with me from our Fatherhood and Men Conference this past weekend, Father's Day weekend, was most of the men, if not all, most in the audience did not know why God created them. They didn't know. They don't. And how can you live the life that God intended for you to live, whether you're male or female, if you don't know why you were created? And I understand it. At one point, I didn't know. And because of that, I was not able to live it. And then I made up excuses as to, well, he wanted me to do this. He wanted me to do that. I don't know. Why are you asking me? You know, but claim to be a child of God, Christian. You, God doesn't want you blinded. He wants his children to walk in the light and to know why you're here, to see and overcome all things in order to be the light of the world, right? And the salt of the earth. But we're going to get into that. But I want to get into this imagination thing because so many people... And I understand it. I'm overcoming. I'm not there uh, yet. Overcoming each day and dealing with people and watching my own life. I get more and more 
understanding about how the deceiver works through your thoughts. I do want to say up front, there is not one thought that you should believe. Not one. You should deny each and every thought you get. Now, some of you are saying right now, oh, that's Buddhist or or that's Hindu or whatever. I don't know anything about those folks. I just know Baptist. (laughs) And I know Christy, Christianity. So I'm I'm not, I don't know about Buddha and all those folks, all right? I don't know about Mormon, except that I met a lot of Mormons, and I like them a lot because all the ones I met are decent family God-loving people, and some of the kindest people you ever want to meet, and family-oriented people. And I think the Mormons are like all pure white, too, huh? I've never met a mixed Mormon. That doesn't mean it doesn't exist. When I lived in Oregon, I knew a lot of them, and they, the husband was white, blue-eyed, and the wife was white, blue-eyed, and all their kids, pure white. And I think that's why they live in Utah. Ain't nobody going up there but the white folks. But I'm just saying but some of the kindest people you ever would want to come in contact with. But anyway, uh, you're not to listen to any thoughts at all. And, and so you're saying, well, he's talking about Buddha. No, it's in the Bible. And I got it for you. It's in the Bible. It's in the scriptures. But not understood by most people. It's in the Bible. And I'm going to read it in a minute. Also, and the reason for this is because Over the last 25 years, what I've noticed is that whatever your weakness is in your imagination, whatever your trauma is, because you listen to those thoughts, you're subject to those trauma. Satan is subject to remind you of it, and you believe it every time until you learn not to believe it. And it makes people see and believe things that are absolutely not true. For an example... I know men and women who are very attractive who have been convinced that they are very unattractive. When they look in a mirror, they see an ugly person. And that's due to past trauma, unforgiveness. And Satan used that and remind you and mention it to you. And when you look in the mirror, you think you see an ugly person. I know people who are skinny, but when they were younger, They were teased about being fat, and they were traumatized by it. So they went on a diet. They went on this weight training. They do whatever it takes to lose the weight. And they're skin and bones. But when they look in a mirror, they see a fat person. And the unfortunate thing is you cannot convince them with words that they are not fat. You can for a minute. But Satan will come back and take over the mind again. But if they didn't have a relationship with the thoughts, it could not happen. I know people over the years that I've counseled who believe that when walking across the street, that the folks who are part are waiting there in the street for them to cross are looking at them and judging them as being a bad person, ugly person, whatever they think. And Satan will say, oh, look at them. They think you're ugly. Or they think that. And the people believe it and react to it and become distressed by it. I know people who, I mean, just whatever their trauma has been, the imagination uses it against them. And I want you to know today 
that, and I'm going to tell you how, there's not one thought, whether so-called good or so-called bad, that you should believe, because both are deceivers. The ones that say wonderful things about you and the ones that say negative things about you and other people. Even when they are talking about other people, you should not believe it. It's a lie. It's a setup. It holds you back in life. It brings on anger and distress. It can cause you to want to commit. They can cause you to want to commit suicide. They can cause you to want to overeat, want to overdrink, want to hate other. I mean, hate yourself, everything. They are not your friend. That's why God said, my children shall know me by my voice. And most many Christians do not recognize the voice of God. They think the thoughts that they hear, those that they hear even in their own voice, uh, and those that they hear are the voice of God. They think that when they read the scriptures and Satan quote the scriptures back in their thoughts, they think that's from God. It is not. It is not. I wish I could get you to understand this, folks. When I come back, I'm going to read something to you about forgiveness. And I've been telling you for a long time, the worst thing that you can have in your life is unforgiveness. I got more proof to that. This is something else. This will help you if you doubt the thoughts. If you want to believe God, you got to doubt every thought so that you can believe back into the truth as Adam doubted the truth and believed the lie back in a moment. So I'm trying to help you to understand how to come to Jesus sooner rather than later. And you come to Jesus, I'll tell you in a minute. But let me tell you about forgiveness, unforgiveness. I have been saying that, and I realized this, 27, 28 years ago when God caused me to see it, that I had unforgiveness in my heart, and as a result, it separated me from him. Even though I was reading the Bible, going to church, giving tithes and offering, I was working in the church on the men publicity committee, just doing what I could do. But because I had anger, I was separated from God. Even though I would say to human beings, oh, I forgive you, I'm sorry, but I was still separated from God due to unforgiveness. And the one thing that causes human beings to live in their thoughts, believe lies of the imagination, subject to those lies, is a spirit of unforgiveness in their hearts. And unforgiveness is the food of the Prince of Darkness. It's the energy it's a resource. It's the way into your mind to control you and cause you to do things that you wouldn't order to, to believe and do things that you would not ordinarily do. And especially those things you wish not to repeat. And yet you find yourself repeating them because you're separated from God. You believe the lie. You believe the lie. Um, I just want to give you this one report on unforgiveness. And uh, did you know that unforgiveness is classified in medical books as a disease? This is according to Dr. Stephen Stanford, chief of surgery 
at the Cancer Treatment Center of America. Doctors are now recognizing that patients who refuse to forgive, I have to repeat that, doctors are now recognizing that patients who refuse to forgive often stay sick. And believe you me, I know a lot of sickly people, and that's why they have unforgiveness in their hearts. Doctors are now recognizing that patients who refuse to forgive often stay sick. They get colds. They catch every disease come by. (laughs) Even if you're 90 miles away from them, they still get sick. Their mama gets sick. Their daddy gets sick. The children get sick. The animals get sick. Even the house gets sick. The pain on the house gets sick because of unforgiveness. Of all cancer patients... Listen to this. Of all cancer patients, 61% have forgiveness issues. That is mind-blowing, Andre. Isn't that mind-blowing? I feel a little sadness in my heart right now. And I told you the other day, I just found out. I got to tell Patrick about this because he knows my friend. Uh, A friend of mine who lives in Texas, I mean, just a beautiful family, just discovered he has prostate cancer. Is that something? Of all cancer patients, 61% have forgiveness issues. And of those, more than half are severe. Harboring these negative emotions, this anger and hatred creates a state of chronic anxiety, says Dr. Michael Berry. Berry, chronic anxiety producer. Uh, I'm sorry, chronic anxiety produces excess adrenaline and cortisol, which depletes the production of natural killer cells. So if you want to kill those natural killer cells, hold on to your anger. Just hold on to it. James told me that there was something in us that turn our immune system, right, James? Didn't you tell me yesterday when I was talking about my friend had cancer and they, and so they have to give you radiation therapy in order to kill your immune system? Oh, Andre was saying that. Because immune system, your immune system turn on you. I'm wondering out loud, is that due to anger? It is, huh? I believe that. I'm not a doctor. But I believe that the reason your immune system turned against you because of the anger that you have inside your body. Anger is not of God. It is of Satan. It is of evil. And no wonder your immune system turned against you. You've got to fight back some kind of way. So anyway, which depletes the production of natural killer cells, which is your body's foot soldier in the fight against cancer. Forgiveness therapy is now being looked at as a way to help treat cancer. That's some deep stuff. So you little people who are running around town, and some of you all in the name of Jesus, thinking that that you can just have some anger because Jesus was angry. You hold on to it. 
Anger is of your father, the devil. Anger is of the world, and children of God could not, should not, and could not have anger and be a child of God. We call anger. There, in anger, there is no love, none. Now, here, here are the scriptures on this. This thing that I'm talking about is that you got to overcome your thoughts. Because anyone, anyone, whether it's me, my mama, my mama's mama, if you believe your thoughts, you're controlled by the lie of the prince of darkness. Nothing you see is true. The prince of darkness gives you a worldly reality, which is an illusion, and is only for destruction. There's no good in it. That's why you can't be right straddle the fence. You can't ride two horses at the same time. You're either with God or with Satan or with evil or with good. You're not a both. You're not sometimes with God and sometimes with the devil. It doesn't work that way either. Can you go in and out of your mama's womb where you can do that? Then you can be with both. Second Corinthians, and this is about the thoughts for the Bible people who might think that I'm off on this. And I'm telling you this, folks, because over the last 25 years, I've counseled men, women, men and women, boys and girls, old and young, white, black, Hispanic, all races, and probably nearly all ages, rich or poor, middle class, low class, low life, high life. And there are one problem everybody had in common, has in common is that they have a relationship with their imagination, with their thoughts. They all have that in common. And anyone who has a relationship with his or her thoughts of their father, the devil, they're not happy. They believe in a lie. They cannot have peace because there is no peace in the imagination. I'll take your calls. When I come back, I'm going to read the scripture just to back it up. And take your phone calls, 888-77-53-773. You are not your thoughts. Back in a moment. I'm talking about your imagination, why you should not believe it. If it's presented something that seemed to be good, or if it's presented something that seemed to be bad. I tell you what, folks, I will, and I'm, I'm talking from experience right here with me. And I've seen other people make the same mistake. You should never, ever, but never, ever, 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 never, 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 at any time, ever. <laughs> I can't stress it enough. But never, ever make a decision based on what a thought presents to you. Never. Every time you do that, you will 100% go wrong. And the thought, which is of your father, the devil, would make it seem bright and good to set you up to believe it and do it because we got to remember he comes at the light. So he'll make it seem bright and good. You'll go do it and find out it's wrong. And now you want to commit suicide. You can't believe you got yourself in this mess. How did I do that? Because you believed a lie. Just as Adam believed a lie, and he doubted the truth when he believed a lie, 
We got to start doubting the lie in order to believe the truth. That's how you get back. But never starting this day forward. And the reason I'm telling you this, so seriously telling you this, I had a conversation with someone last night, a couple, a couple who's been together for a while. And the stuff they shared with me was devastating. And it was all based on the thought pattern. They thought it was right. They thought it looked good. They thought it was wrong. They thought this and thought that, and it screwed up their lives. And they're some of the nicest folks you ever want to meet on this side of heaven. They just didn't know. No one ever told them that their thoughts are their enemies. They've been told that you are your thoughts. Your thoughts are important. Uh, you got to have some anger because that's your power. All people have anger. Children of God do not have anger. If you have anger, you are not of God. You're of the world. Anger is the worldly idea that's of the world. And if you think about it, anger has never done anything good for you, everlasting good, or good, period. But anyway, I want to read 2 Corinthians, just to talk about the thought thing, so you see that I'm not making this up. And the only reason I know about this thought pattern and the anger, not because someone told me, but because it was revealed to me 27 years ago, I had no idea my relationship with the deceiver until it was revealed to me. And that is the truth. I had no idea. I was believe, believing things in my imagination that seemed to be true. And especially when it associated with something in the past. And it gives me a false illusion or happiness or success of the future. I had no idea, folks. I really just didn't know because I was not told. But let me read 2 Corinthians 10.5. In case you're not believing me, casting down arguments, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every Every, every, every thought to the obedience of God. You got to bring every thought into captivity. Meaning that you can't believe any. If you believe one, you've not brought it into captivity. And it's not into to the obedience of God. You're not going to be able to obey God or recognize his voice if you have not brought every thought into captivity. And, and the Bible says that. If you don't, you know, like, oh, Jesse, you're just talking Buddhist. I don't know Buddhist. I see him sit on a, a pot in the, cafe, in the Japanese cafe. That's about the Buddhist I know. How come Buddhist always fat? I've often wondered that. And then in those little restaurants I go into sometimes, they, and they're fat and happy. They have like a bunch of nickels and dimes and dollar bills. Huh? Not the same. Oh, that's not the same? No. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it looked like Buddha. Somebody told me it was Buddha. But anyway, 2 Corinthians 10, 5, 5, casting down arguments and every high thing that exhorts itself against the knowledge of God. 
and bringing into captivity every, every, ever, every thought to the obedience of God. And 2 Corinthians 4, 4, the God of this world has blinded the mind of the unbelieving so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. That is so true. I can boo-hoo. Second Corinthians 4, 4, the God of this world has blinded the mind of the unbelieving so that they, so that they might not see the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. I'll expand on that a little bit when I come back. Come back. 888-7753-773. If you want to overcome your traumas and start overcoming them immediately, you got to doubt every thought. Every thought. Not one you should believe. 888-77-JESSE. Back in a moment. Manhood Hour, Rebuilding the Family by Rebuilding the Man. Our battle, our entire life is spiritual. Everything we do, Andre and I were discussing the reason that medical or doctors can't find the real reason for cancer is because it is spiritual, since unforgiveness is spiritual. It's a spirit that's made a home inside of you, and it eats away at everything that's in you. It destroys your house. Uh, Romans 8, 6, for mindset, Romans 8, 6, for the mindset on the flesh is death. And anyone who believes their thoughts, their mindset is on the flesh, and that's death. That's why they can't get anything right. But the mindset on the spirit is life and peace. Anyone who have learned to bring every thought into captivity, they're living the spirit of life and peace. And it doesn't matter what you're doing, where you are, who you're with, what your situation is, who you're not with, how much you have or don't have, who comes and go, who come and go in your life, who stays or whatever, male or female color, you're not bothered by it. You can take it or leave it because you're, you're living a life of spirit and peace and you're living in the presence of God and whatever you are, whatever you do, are doing, you have the same peace you would have if you were doing or living or had someone, whatever, whatever. But if you're a person of your thoughts, you can't find peace in that. Satan will forever make you think something else is better Another wife is better. More money is better. More this is better. If you had this, if you had that, blah, blah, blah. Because you cannot see. There is another reality when you come, when you bring every thought into captivity. You begin to really see the truth. For an example, uh, uh, last weekend or maybe the weekend before, I got up out of bed on a Saturday morning, just kind of casually getting up. And I sat on my bed there and kind of looked around in my room. wasn't trying to be spiritual or anything. And all of a sudden it dawned on me that, wow, everything is so fake. Nothing is real. 
And I thought about, I had a flash of the people I've counseled with over the years and have dealt with. And I realized, wow, all those fights and all those breakups and all those coming together, all those bite biting and all those angry and those who are angry, it all seemed so shallow. It just seemed like it was nothing. I, I wasn't thinking of thinking that way. I didn't wake up all spiritual. <laughs> I was just waking up. And it just dawned on me that everything is so fake in the world. And people fight and kill and, and run and hide and do all this stuff for no reason. It's an illusion. And I had a sadness that came upon me that the only other time I felt that type of sadness that I can remember was when God allowed me to see that I resented my mother, my father and mother. And that that resentment had kept me up from him, from the life, from living a life. And it was wrong for me to resent them. And when I saw that, a sadness came up on me that wasn't a human sadness. It was a different kind of a sadness that truly caused me to forgive. Because there's a human sadness coming. That don't mean nothing. You can be, have that human sadness every other minute or so. But there's another sadness that comes when you truly, when it is revealed to you that you're wrong, there's a sadness that comes that causes you to repent. I can't even describe it because, it, you know, it, it doesn't happen that often. This is the second time that I remember this happening. I, I just felt this certain sadness for the illusion of the world and the impact it has on so many people. And all of a sudden, I was just free from everything. It looked like nothing seemed to matter anymore. There's not anything of this world that is so important to me that I got to have it. That I'm willing to lose salvation for. Because it's it just, it's like nothing. It really is nothing. It's here today and gone tomorrow. Think about the number of people who have been in your life who are here today and gone tomorrow over the years, whether family members, relationships, uh, 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 co-workers. Uh, just think about all the things that have come and gone in your life, automobiles and money. and It's all temporary, but it's so important to the blind, the people who have not brought every thought into captivity. They can't find peace. Here's what I recommend because of time here. And I recommend this because this what happened to me because all that I share with you is all that has been revealed to me and my experience in dealing with people the last 25 years through my nonprofit organization in counseling and, you know, dealing with folks. Um, this is how I know it to be true. It's, it's been revealed. You got to... You have to somehow or another realize that you are wrong. If you got one iota of anger, or if you're frustrated with your life, or if you don't have peace, or if you have any iota of anger, or if you're judging yourself and others, or if you're emotionally up and down, good emotion, bad emotion, they're both wrong, um, any kind of stuff, those are, the, those are signs of things being wrong, that you're not one with the life giver. 
You're not one with Christ. So when I come back, I'm going to tell you how to do that. It's so important and it's so necessary today, probably like no other time in history. I may be wrong about that, but it's so important. Back in a moment. So here's what you do. I want to just quickly tell you, last night after talking to this couple, um, I said to them, you know, your only problem is that you have anger, you have an unforgiving heart, and as a result, you live in your imagination and you believe in lies. And I said, there's no other way out but to understand that and then be still and let God take over. Don't even try anymore because you can't do it of yourself. And so I had them to just sit quietly, relax, let go, and just become aware of what they were thinking. I said, tell me the first thought you have, both of you. And I'm telling you the truth about this. They sat there, and these people, good old down yonder Christians, you know, read the Bible, good folks. They sat there, and all of a sudden, God allowed them to see the thoughts, the imagination. And they had never realized that they were living in those thoughts. And we all shed tears like 90 going north. It was, and after that, all I could do was just lay down. I, I just went home, and I was worn out. It was so, it was such a blessing. And I say that is that, Somehow or another, people get to a desperate moment where they, you know, they just done all that they can do, and they see that nothing else is working. Look like they finally give up, and in that moment, they change at the instant, at the blinking of an eye. They just change. But for some reason, it tastes that. For me, it was like that too. I was just done. You know what? I'm tired of all this stuff. I don't like the way I am. I went to church. I gave, I've done everything. I'm just frustrated with my. I'm tired of it. And at that moment, I was able to see. And that's what it's going to take for you. You got to somehow or another be sick and tired of trying to change your own life, of judging yourself and others, or holding on to anger, or making all these stupid decisions based on this thought. When you're tired, that's when God can come in and help you. And once He changes you, it's done, brother or sister. You don't go back the other way. You do not go back the other way. So be still and know God. Just relax and let go. All right? Thank you for tuning in. You know what? I just looked up and realized I have some calls here. Uh, you know, I'll take these calls tomorrow. If you want to ask me about unforgiveness and cancer or whatever, let's talk about it tomorrow. Thank you for tuning in and calling in. Have a good day. <laughs> 